Welcome to Ashlyn's Apron Podcast, a holistic journey to healthier living. I'm Ashlyn, and I'm ready to guide you on the path to living your best life. As a registered dietitian, I absolutely love anything food, science, everyday living, and of course, finding joy in it all. I'm here to give you nutrition advice while also providing tips for your daily life. Join me as I help you become the healthiest version of yourself. Hello, all. Welcome to the podcast this week. Here in Memphis, it is probably one of the hottest weeks in all of the year. It is extremely hot, and even I drove back from work today, and I think I sweat through all my clothes. Like, it wasn't even a long drive back home. But just so hot here in Memphis. So we're making it. Um, but I wanted to kind of give you that update of where we're at this week. And now I do want to dive in to this episode. This episode is going to be a little bit different than some of the others. I just have some news at the beginning of this episode with a little story to go along with it, but then we'll end with a little bit of a discussion like we normally do. And of course, the local loves and favorite finds segment, that will be at the end, so you can know a little bit about the breakdown of this episode and see what's to come. So let's get started. I love being a dietitian. I think it's kind of sad when some people are in their careers and they say that they don't really care for what they're doing or they're just not finding the most joy in it. But I absolutely love being a dietitian. Working with people to use food as medicine and healing is my passion. I love growing my own little business to impact more people's lives, but for those of you who don't know, my full-time job is actually working in a local diabetes clinic in Memphis. If you look at a map of the continental United States, Memphis is pretty much right in the center of our country. Our country is rampant with diabetes. And it's almost like the peak of it all is right in the center of our nation, Memphis. I listened to a talk recently that was talking about having your own business or site or podcast. And it was also saying that it's best to have one specific niche or focus. That was eye-opening to me. and. Honestly, something I've really never thought of or never really toyed with the idea of before was that niches or these focuses can change as your business morphs and grows. I'm being kind of vulnerable with this. I've always wanted a large niche so that I can reach the largest number of people. 
I have such a strong desire to help people reach their fullest potential and, you know, become the healthiest version of themselves. That's why I'm here. This is still my passion, but I'm actually going to be transitioning my focus to be more towards helping and healing pre-diabetes here through Ashland's apron. So many people have pre-diabetes. Whether you have a family history of diabetes, are overweight, or even people who may be or even look quote-unquote healthy from the outside, there are so many people who have a pre-diabetes diagnosis. For those of you who do not have pre-diabetes, because it is so common, I encourage you to stick around and listen so that you can prevent this stepping stone to an even more serious condition. So why have I chosen pre-diabetes? Why am I kind of transitioning my focus to be more towards helping those people prevent diabetes and help heal pre-diabetes? As I mentioned, I work in a diabetes clinic, and so I see so many people who are recently diagnosed with diabetes And many of them regretfully say, if only I had done something when they told me I had prediabetes. Or some others say, if only I had listened. It breaks my heart. Like, words can't describe the feeling of sympathy I have for these individuals who share their vulnerable regret. And most of the time, these people who have those regrets take action with their diabetes and they're able to have positive results. And those are some of our best patients, the ones who really get after it and take action. However, I can still tell that they have that mindset a little bit of if only. If only I had taken steps in improving my health when I was diagnosed with prediabetes. I've even had friends and family who are generally healthy, but their annual checkups shows that they have some prediabetes numbers and in that prediabetes range with their glucose checks. Even I have had my own experience with prediabetes. This is not something I have really publicized before and really told to a whole lot of people. Yes, your friendly neighborhood dietitian has had a very personal experience with prediabetes. I will admit, some of this is self diagnosed, but As I look at the numbers and look at the criteria for prediabetes, as a part of my training, I'm able to see that this is definitely what this is and what this was. As a part of my dietetic internship, we had to do a diabetes project. 
as a part of this project, I had to create a carb-conscious meal plan and measure my blood glucose multiple times a day. During this time of testing, I noticed that my blood sugars were running higher and were averaging in that pre-diabetes range. I was freaking out, to say the least. You can ask my husband. I was very concerned as I continued to check my blood sugar and look at these numbers. Many people ignore the prediabetes diagnosis, or sometimes it even goes unnoticed. But I knew that these numbers meant that I was one step away from full-blown diabetes. You have to know the background for this time in my life. I mentioned that this was part of my dietetics journey in my internship, so this project was specifically in graduate school in the middle of the semester. Grad school itself is a difficult journey for anyone. It's just very challenging. But you have to be in a dietetics field to understand the pressure of a combined master's degree and internship program, meaning that while I'm in school getting my master's degree, I'm also banking up on shadowing and volunteer hours and, you know, focusing on all of it, wanting to give a hundred percent to the this shadowing experience or volunteer experience while also giving one hundred percent to my classes and getting that higher degree. I had a lot of stress on me because not only was I working hard, but my husband was in school, and this was one of the very hardest semesters in his program as well. So I guess maybe I had my own stress plus sympathetic stress for him too. I have mentioned before that as a part of my journey, we looked healthy on the outside, and this healthy is in quotation marks, but Really, we were not great on the inside. Our schedules barely allowed us to sleep with us go, go, go between work and shadowing experiences and school and homework. So we definitely didn't go to the gym or work out in any capacity. We barely had time for sleep, let alone working out. Our meals consisted of whatever was easiest. So even though I was in school studying how foods impact our body and even learning and experimenting with healthy foods and meals, I was not always putting that into practice, I'll be honest. I mentioned this chaotic season of life in more detail in the very first podcast episode, and I think there I mentioned that Our go-to lunches consisted of ham and cheese sandwiches with chips, which is not a bad lunch, but having that almost every day plus stress and lack of sleep, all of it worked together to really be a 
perfect storm or of not so great health. So this is the why. This is why I want to focus on prediabetes. I want to focus on helping those who have had similar experiences as myself. I've seen the what-if faces. I've heard the stories. I've experienced this myself. This is my why behind prediabetes because I've been there and I know how to step out and be on the other side. But really, we also have to talk about what is it? What is prediabetes? For many of you, prediabetes may mean nothing. You may not be personally impacted by this, or your doctor has described it as borderline diabetes, so it doesn't seem as serious. It seems distant from this bigger problem of diabetes, so you may feel like you don't need to bother yourself with this. It's also so common in our world today and in our culture that it may not even seem like a big deal, which is unfortunate uh, to have just the commonality of it make it not seem as serious. Actually, one in three Americans have prediabetes. Yeah, it's very common in our nation. And unfortunately, of the people who have prediabetes, only 20% know that they have it. Yes, 80% of individuals with prediabetes are unaware that they even have prediabetes, whether that's because of a lack of going to the doctor's office for checkups, or even just not being directly told about the seriousness or of their lab values so they don't bother to look into it more. Prediabetes is the result of insulin resistance, and so many things can contribute to this, including lack of sleep, increased stress, the quality or the quantity of food, or that lack of nutrition, a lack of exercise, etc. Those are just a couple of things that can contribute to this buildup to prediabetes. Literally everything I just mentioned right now was in my own personal story. The stress, the lack of sleep, the lack of nutrition, the lack of exercise. All of it accumulated to result in having blood glucose numbers in that prediabetes range. And the difficult part of this is, is that you can quote-unquote look perfectly fine on the outside, and prediabetes can go undetected. But there's so much more going on on the inside that really needs to be addressed. So where do I come in? Like I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, I am shifting my focus or my niche to help you with prediabetes. I'm still going to be incorporating all of the Ashland's Apron core values 
but I'll be tailoring each specifically to prediabetes. For example, we'll be talking a lot about unlocking your nutrition with prediabetes. What does it practically look like to control your diet to aid with preventing further decline of insulin resistance? We'll dive more into building our plates that are carb-controlled and give your body the nutrients that you need. We'll still focus on challenging your movement because this is a very important key in nipping prediabetes in the bud and seeing true success in your health. Fostering creativity is one of our core values and it may seem a little funny to add this thing to prevent prediabetes. But remember my story of the stress I experienced when I truly realized I was experiencing those higher blood sugar levels? Stress played a huge role. And when we foster creativity through following through with our dreams, making them happen, or even with taking a day to work on a fun home project, or even spending some time painting on a canvas, we can lower stress levels and improve our pre-diabetes trajectory. The fourth core value here at Ashland's Apron is to bring holistic practices into everyday use. We'll discuss the impact of essential oils baths, and stretching into everyday improvement of our blood sugars. And finally, the last core value is to remember the power of you. I want you to join me on this journey, but I'm not forcing you. Ultimately, you are your best motivator. Do you want to improve your health and make a difference? I can come alongside of you and help you do this, but you are the one who truly makes the call to make the difference. Will you harness the power within yourself to make the change? Because I've been there. And for those of you who may have gotten surprising lab results or even just feel like something is off, I've been there. And now I'm here. I've made significant changes and I'm here to share more of my journey and the changes that I've made that have positively impacted my health. Don't be one of the people I work with on a daily basis with diabetes who regretfully says, what if I had addressed this sooner? What if? I had targeted my pre-diabetes before it was full-blown diabetes. I've been there, and I'm here for you. You're not alone. And we can work together to help you conquer pre-diabetes and become the healthiest version of yourself. I can't wait to do this together with you. And now I am going to transition into my local loves and favorite finds segment. This week, as we discuss my local loves and favorite finds, I get to share some of my favorites. So I guess that's what I do every week, but I'm excited for this week. 
My local love this week has to go back to JoJo's Espresso. I know I've mentioned this before in previous coffee episodes, but since I'm writing the outline of this podcast in this coffee shop, it deserves a shout out. There are not many coffee shops where I get a drink that I love, which at the time of me writing um, kind of this outline for this podcast was an Almond Joy flavored latte. But there are not many times when I'm in the coffee shop and enjoying my drink and loving it, but I also see people getting so many different types of drinks, and I immediately want to go back up to the front and order those and try those too. There's an iced matcha with strawberry cold foam that looks so good, and there's also a bourbon vanilla latte that I love to try. Thank you, JoJo's, for your comfy seats and amazing atmosphere with happy jazz music and your tasty coffee. I love you. (laughs) My favorite find this week is something you may be already using. This is specifically for women, but I'll beg to differ that anyone can use it. It is my favorite lavender makeup removing wipes. Neutrogena has a good product, but actually my favorite is the Kroger brand. It's more economical, but I find that it has more of a lavender scent than name brand options. I use these to take off my makeup, obviously, but it does a good job at taking off my waterproof mascara. And I can actually even just use them at the end of the day to relax or wind down for the night. You don't need makeup in order to use them and have your face feeling rejuvenated and kind of fresh after a long day. I mentioned the stress I went through in this hard season of life earlier in this episode. And man, I wish I knew about these then to help with lowering stress and kind of to get a reset and to help get ready for the rest I needed at night. Thank you again for joining me this week on this not-so-normal podcast episode as I kind of introduce kind of a new phase that we're entering into with Ashlyn's Apron. I love sharing my story with you so that as you draw the line for stopping the progression of diabetes, you can become the healthiest version of yourself. As I finish up this week's episode, I do kind of want to give a shout out to Will Evans. He has kindly been allowing me to borrow his podcast recording equipment as I've been getting my own podcast started. You can go and check out his podcast, The Will Evans Show, if you want to learn more about financial freedom and learning what they didn't teach you in school about finances. Also behind the scenes, I want to give a shout out to my amazing husband, Stephen, who really makes this podcast happen. He has been working as my editor and producer 
and he also has been doing even some research for me about uh, new equipment as I'm continuing to grow my podcast, and he's just amazing. I love Steven so much. My continual encourager and motivation for making sure that I continue to do everything well and to do what I'm passionate about. Thank you all for tuning in this week. I can't wait until next time.